you are about to enter another dimension. Not one of time or of space. Is this thing on? But of a green. This is Big Green. On today's show, you will not hear from Michelle Bachman. You will not hear from Rick Perry. You will not hear from T. Paul. You will not hear from any of these people. That's kind of a catchy little number. Hi everyone and welcome to This is Big Green, our second episode. Glad to have you with us. We've got an interesting show for you coming up today. We've got Matt Perry, another remote um, report from Matt Perry. Very interesting, very edifying. God only knows what's going to happen there. Uh, We'll also have Matt as a special guest on today. We'll have another song or two from Big Green. So what's been happening around the mill? Stuff. And nonsense. Mostly stuff. Getting ready for our next interstellar tour. You've probably heard about it. Big Green's Insert Name Here Tour 2011. What? Yeah, I know, Marvin. It's okay. You can edit that out later. Don't forget, okay? Ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, so we've been going over some songs, of course. I've been writing up packing lists. Got one right here. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, this is my packing list. Toothbrush, check. Staples, check. Day-old phony bologna sandwich, check. Checks, check. Okay, well, let's see what's up with Marvin, my personal robot assistant. Marvin? Marvin, can you hear me? Marvin, wake up, Marvin. Marvin, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Excellent, Marvin, excellent. Now, Marvin, do you remember what I told you about um, helping keep the crowds enthusiastic during our next interstellar tour? You remember what I told you? Affirmative. Must keep crowd enthusiastic. Yes, quite. Um, Do you remember the specific instructions they gave you, Marvin? Affirmative. Okay, that's great. Now, um, what did I tell you to do um, when we're playing one of those kind of sing-along songs where we want people to want people to react? What go through the Go through the uh, litany of things I gave you to say to the audience to get them in the mood and get them working with us on a big dance number. Let me hear you say, yeah. Okay, good, good. That's good, Marvin. Um, What else did I ask you to say? Hello, Neptune. 
Hello, Uranus. Okay, Marvin. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that's at the beginning of the show, though. That's when we're walking out on stage. You know, if we're a little hoarse, we can't say it ourselves. We need you to stand up there and say it. So, um, when you're trying to get the audience to participate in the song, what do you say? Put your hands together. Good. Good. Come on. Very good, Marvin. Very good. Now, just the left side of the room. Yeah, yeah. A little hackneyed, but that's okay. Now, the right side. Yeah, yeah. What next? Now, just the ladies. Right. Now, just the dudes. Now, the Methodists. Put okay. your hands together, okay, Marvin. Methodists. Marvin, okay. I... Now, just the one-armed railroad conductors. Okay, Marvin. Now, just the traveling salesmen. Marvin, I think we get the idea. Now, just the Neptunian bagel servers. M- 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 now, just the three-legged chairs. Okay, Marvin, now, that's that's enough. The, now, that, Marvin. The, put Marvin. your hands to. Get That's enough, Marvin. That's enough, Marvin. On Marvin. Shut up, Marvin. Thank you. Well, what do we have now? We have the, um, let's see. We have the segment. We have the segment we call Matt answers a question no it's not just me that's not how i envisioned it at all then we answer a question from the audience yes the 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 vast audience out in the internet yes our vast universe internet universe audience has sent in some telling questions yes i got this from my email box today which isn't really a box um it says First of all, it starts very politely, but things change rather quickly. You SOBs have written shitloads of stupid songs about historical figures, some notoriously evil. Are they historically accurate? Question mark. Does it even matter to you jokers? Is it really true that a co-conspirator in the Lincoln assassination plot escaped into outer space who told you that shelby foot now i don't understand is is that a message from beyond the grave from shelby foot it could be it's not clear it's either that or or are they asking if shelby foot told us told us that that or it could be from shelby foot jr shelby half foot I thought you went to Shelby Foote's funeral. I didn't go to the funeral, but I played at his wedding. I went to somebody's funeral once. I think it was Colonel Sanders, though. Either that or it was Carl Sandburg. Oh. I got those mixed up. Well, we went to either Carl Sandburg's funeral or Shelby Foote's funeral or Colonel Anyway, Sanders. back to the question. We We shouldn't, you know, even though... <laughs> We have complete contempt for our audience. We we should at least okay. Well, quality the quality Lincoln is it's a very easy song to explain. 
Matt do. <laughs> Uh, well, we do endeavor to be historically accurate with these songs. Uh, for you careful listeners, you might notice that at one point uh, the harmony sings uh, Lincoln instead of Lincoln. That's because we have learned from Mr. Shelby Foote, deceased. Actually, it wasn't him, but it was a legitimate historian, has told us that in Lincolntown... Well, there was no Lincoln Town. <laughs> but back where Lincoln came from, in the log cabin that he built with his own two hands. In Nebraska. they re- It was in Kansas, Joe. Lincoln, Nebraska. Burning Kansas, Joe. <sighs> anyway, in the town that I was born. <laughs> in the town. Uh, it's true that they referred to the Lincoln surname as Lincoln. That was the way they pronounced it, Joe. I didn't make it up. They made it up. Why the corn on the end? It's an archaic pronunciation. It is, and I think that the place in uh, England, probably where uh, the Lincoln family hailed from, uh, had that distinct... Was Cornwall? (laughs) I think we should move on. (laughs) Why don't you, Joe, explain some more about the song? Well, let's the- see. Quality Lincoln starts out with the story of Lincoln as uh, understood by someone who only gets their information from magazines and television. That's right, because you mentioned the rare disease that we learned that Lincoln had when they actually dug up his bones and somehow determined that he had that rare disease. Exhumed him. He had a disease called, oh, I looked this up, elephantitis, <laughs> gangrene. <laughs> it wasn't gangrene. <laughs> it wasn't elephantitis either. It was that other disease that sounds like elephantitis, but looks- there is an actual. This is this is actually true. Yes, there it is. It is true, a Joe. disease that he that they think that he had, and it was called. Gag, damn it! I'll think of it. Moving along, I believe that he also suffered from depression, Joe. He did indeed. But it wasn't because of the war, you know. And he did have a son who died. And he had a wacky bride. Everybody knows that Mrs. Lincoln was mad. So those parts of the song are completely factual. But as the song progresses, you begin to see how getting your information only from television shows can be can, confusing it can us. be somewhat confusing yes uh, explain the part uh, that we start going into this uh, one particular officer a uh, certain colonel smith well there's a colonel smith that showed up the actual actor who played colonel smith a man named harvard <laughs> sorry <laughs> i panicked now his name was henry jones Henry Jones, the actor, no longer with us, I don't believe. Um, he played Colonel. Alive. He played a Southern Colonel Smith on Lost in Space. He also played a co-conspirator in the Lincoln assassination on the Big Valley, which was around the same era. Um, Those crazy sixties, whether so, it's the eighteen sixties or the nineteen sixties, they were just crazy. All the same. And 
And so if you're this hypothetical person who is the voice of the song and you're thinking about what happened to if you're thinking of Lincoln, then you're going to associate Colonel Smith, who was a Southerner, with the conspirator who was also a military officer on the Big Valley, played by the same actor. With Southern sympathies. With Southern sympathies. And he's the one who butchered a town. Yes, he Just to he, prove that he was a loyal Lincoln tool. In a ludicrous plot twist in the Big Valley, they uh, essentially uh, started going through the motions of hanging uh, Henry Jones's character. That's right. It kind of anticipates the uh, CIA's yes, it practices. Was, and, they would have waterboarded him if they knew <laughs> how to do that at the they, time. But instead, they, they did a mock hanging to try and make him confess to what they knew he uh, took part in, which was the plot to assassinate our beloved Abraham Lincoln. That's right. And in fact, he says... He actually says in the show the first words that are in the song. I was with Booth Lincoln when tool. he plotted the assassination of Abraham. I was with Booth. Lincoln. <laughs> yes, he says it under great duress because he had a noose around his neck. That's right. And he was Nick Barkley's commanding officer. And so there was, there was a lot of... Nick Barkley had a lot of commanding officers. Nick Barkley <laughs> was a, in the Civil War, a yeah, character, several. of course, on the Big Valley. Yes. But then, see, you ne- you never really see the guy, you never see Henry Jones executed. It's because the show ends there. And, I mean, right, a little they bit just, later, they, they have a little denouement, right, this, but it has nothing to do with Henry the Jones. The Secret Service or somebody muscles him off. Right, he gets eyes. carried away and you never, you, you never hear from him again. But then, if you're a television watching person in, in the 1960s, you saw the same actor show up on Lost in Space shortly thereafter. And he was a Southerner. And damning. Yes. Yes. Damning evidence that he escaped into outer space in the 1960s when anything was possible. And people are going into space. People were uh, going to the moon. Don't look and now. And the other thing, not because it was easy, but because I, it was I hot. I think Joe is morphing into John F. Kennedy. <laughs> this happens every time he talks well, about the Lincoln. Part, the part that sounds like Donald Duck. Are you trying to say that Henry Jones was also involved in the assassination plot uh, against JFK? You just blew my mind. That the connection is valid, Josh. I mean, <laughs> it's I mean Joe. It's valid. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun is the origin of Space Vector. We learned that on another TV show. And this one didn't even squeak. You can see that we've uh <laughs> You can see we've learned way too much from television. It's television is helpless. Now we don't even own a television machine. No. <laughs> we only listen to podcasts. And we're even more abysmally ignorant than we were before. That, that's why we we've uh, stooped to making a podcast well i think we should probably end this segment now that it's gone on for about four hours we haven't finished explaining the lincoln song oh yes the last part of the lincoln song um it's uh the part uh um what was it called the part that you were most responsible for (laughs) I, i left the room by this point, Gosh, this is in the songwriting. The, Smith, <laughs> the Smith that gave all of the Smiths a bad name. <laughs> yes, it, it goes on a bit yeah. about um, 
That's more like centered on the uh, lost in space part of it, but it's also it's also got sort of a throwback to the uses some Shakespearean imagery. Imagery. It's all that long hair stuff. He starts to lose most of the audience. I, I warned him about that. I know. I never lose. It's like how many of us really understand Shakespeare? None of us really. Oh no. God. Anyway, uh, next week we're sure to answer more of your listeners' yes. questions. Yes, please keep those um, cards and emails coming. And, and please keep them as rude as this one was. Yes, be as abusive as you like. I'm not sure what SOB stands for, but I'm sure it's bad. Hmm. Maybe they were crying when they wrote it. I'm crying now. Okay, well, we're going to listen to what would be considered a first draft of Quality Lincoln. This is us doing a run-through, and uh, we're going to embellish this later. So, what you are about to hear is Quality Lincoln Unplugged. Depression, Joe, but it wasn't because of a war, you know, and it wasn't because of a son who died, or the wacky behavior of his bride. Lincoln had a rare disease, they cloned his bones and a magazine, no, they didn't have know-how in those days. Was it 
Okay, well, Matt and I had a little conversation while he was away checking out Beetlejuice, and um, I'm going to play that for you right now. Here it is. Well, let's go to a report from Matt, who is um, still exploring Beetlejuice. Matt, do you hear me? Joe! Joe! Matt, do you hear me? Can you read me? Joe, I hear you fine. Anyway, uh, actually... What's your position? <laughs> My position is down here on the planet, or planetoid, whichever. Please proceed with your report. So I was supposed to check in with you every 100 hours, or was it every hour? Every, um, hmm. Every hour. But that's okay. Joe, I guess I'm pretty early with this report. Okay. Hopefully the visual is working this time. Do you see me? I can't see anything. Uh, Something must be wrong. Probably on your end. So, Joe, it's crazy weird down here. It's the Earth, all right. 
but not the one I've ever known. Never mind that. What do you see? Those strange beings, Joe, that I told you about last week? Yes. Man-sized tuber finally managed to pull off a mind meld with one of them. You don't mean... Well, it was more like a mind graft, really. That's what we did, Joe. We grafted Tubi right onto the side of what seemed to be the big chief of all of them. You know, I was going to af- I was gonna graft an apricot branch onto the side of Tubi one time. Anyway, Joe! Yes? I never put that much stock in Tubi's vegetable mysticism, but I have to tell you, it was really intense. He was talking in a really strange monotone. Talking in tongues? It was unintelligible, so I guess so. I thought he might be making I thought he might be making some progress so I let him continue for about 10 minutes until what appeared to be walnuts started growing from his eye buds what after about a after about an hour of recovery in the peat moss solution that I'm really glad that you convinced me to bring with us always handy Tubi started to tell me about what the Tubi started to tell me what the big chief said. It didn't make any sense, Joe. What did he say? Well, they think that they were always here on Earth. And that can't be right. So, Joe. Yes? I did some routine tests of the soil. In other words, I finally took some initiative. That's a good thing. The soil tested positive for about a dozen different toxins. There was even some residual radioactivity. Hmm... Residual radioactivity. I think it was from a war, Joe. What side of the spectrum was it from? Well, I don't know that. It was a radiological attack. That's all I could figure. Anyway, my hunch was right about the big chief. His tribe is called the Deciduous tribe. Deciduous? It's alien. And they've been at war with a similar, also alien tribe called the Coniferous tribe. Well, Joe, somebody had to to have armed these guys. I, I just can't. They're so backward. I just can't imagine them coming up with the technology to, to even have a war. Were they slow moving? Well, slow moving. It's imperceptible. All except for their little green membranes that I told you about. Oh. Quite so. So, Joe. Yes. I'm recommending that the hammer mill goes back into production. Starts making flintlock rifles. We start arming the deciduous tribe. In other words, we make this a fair fight. Do you think that would be wise? I don't know. It's just what you do. I don't know. So I had to ask myself, though, who would be so evil and bad-mannered to want to give this once peaceful coniferous tribe chemical weapons? I could only come up with one answer. Our arch-rivals. You don't mean... Yes. The same band. The same band. Yeah, from back in the late 70s, that intergalactic menace, the punk band called The Same Band. Yeah. Apparently, they weren't satisfied with freezing us out of the only venue that allowed punk bands to play. Even sub-punk bands, like we were. Yes. Proto-punk bands. No, now they're following us around, galaxy to galaxy, subverting our subprime directive and interfering with the natural development of life on every planet in this sector, including on our own Orth. I mean Earth. 
Orth. Fantastic. The chemical weapons, Joe. That's right out of Bartholomew Rex Gross's twisted playbook. The intergalactic Judas he is. And dual space orphans. Him as well. And Swill Hovel. And that strange chromatic radiation. That's Hovel. I'd swear. And I have to think that the Coniferous tribe is somehow of special interest to Wild Barbed Needle. Yeah, I don't know how. Maybe he needs tannins. Could be the needles. I don't quite follow that. (laughs) Anyhow, Joe, I got to cut this off. (laughs) Yes, I think maybe you do. Joe, unless we're going to turn this into a (laughs) mini-series. I've got to cut this short. Anyhow, Joe, I've got to cut this short. I've got to start trimming the walnuts off a man-sized tuber again. Yes, yes. I also have to get out of this glade. I think I might be a sitting duck for dual space orphans here. Quite so. Well, Matt, thank you for the fine report. (laughs) Sorry about man-sized tuber, Joe. What, again? (laughs) (laughs) Let's listen to another song. This is Disruptive from our last album, International House. Disruptive. Here we go.
it's time for a segment we're calling I'm Only Going to Say This Once. This isn't a real segment. It sounds like something you made up. It's the kind of segment that comes out of me all the time. Wait a minute, Joe. Which one is you and which one is me? <laughs> well, you're over there, and I'm over here. It's I know I'm over here and you're over there, but which one's the you? I'm the you. <laughs> you are the you. <laughs> I am the you. So, I, Matt, got any good phone calls lately? Yes, I got a phone call that wasn't for me, but was for my wife-like object. It was from the conservative majority. Conservative majority? Yes, they're a majority now, apparently, according to uh, the caller ID. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, because I received a call from my wife unit um, that was uh, from the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Well, that's Dick Morris's group, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Is it actually? No, I, I have no idea. And it's interesting because they played a recording of Dick Morris. <laughs> He's my hero. Yes, he took the toes out of his mouth long enough to read a little speech about uh, Barack Obama, who I believe is our president. Well, you know, that's gratitude for you. <laughs> I thought they'd like him by now. He's been trying so hard. After all he's done for them. He gave them everything they wanted, at least 97% of what Mr. Bonaire wanted, I think. <laughs> Mr. Bonaire. De Bonaire. Um... What was your phone call like? It was beautiful, Joe. It started out with uh, with some guy. What the fuck was his name? Dimitri or Medvedev? <laughs> yeah, it started out. <laughs> started out with a Russian prime minister. <laughs> Dimitri Medvedev. No, it was a Russian president Medvedev. introducing the Russian prime minister, mm-hmm. and then the Swedish ambassador came in. <laughs> No, no, it was this guy introducing uh, um, a pre-recorded part that he was later going to want a reaction from. And so what happened is he, he you know, you hear the, hear the needle hitting the vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you hear the emergency broadcast system thing that they play before there's a tornado. The klaxon? I don't know what it's called, Joe. It's going to... You're the beep, beep. you're the meteorologist of the group. So you this is me, only a test. You're, <laughs> you're the Jim Cantori in this room. Did they do the only a test uh, speech part? No, they didn't do that. They they just went to immediately into this tirade uh, recording about how incredibly socialistic our president Barack Hussein Obama is, and they made sure to emphasize the Hussein just to make him sound more Arab-y. Yeah. And they went on about, you know, he he sat in a church with Reverend Jeremiah Wright saying all those things about all the bad things about white people Joe that he said. God damn America! Then, <laughs> God bless America! No, no, no! God damn America! And then of course he was, he was bosom chums with uh, 
with Bill Ayers, even oh, though I thought Bill it was Ayers. Lou Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe, he might have been in the same church with Jeremiah Wright, but he definitely wasn't friends with Barry. <laughs> he was busy singing, I think. <laughs> he was doing some singing. Anyway, so they went on for a while about that kind of thing. And then they started talking about financial malfeasance, which was a charge. You'd think that that you would have heard that charge before about how he's supposed to be, he's supposedly being investigated now, the president, by oh. by some, uh, it sounded like a, uh, you know, I wish I had been taking notes. Are they talking about a congressional investigation? I mean, I know Daryl Issa has about 15 of them going right now. Well, they must have been because I... It sounded like they said a, a, the name of a federal agency, but, I mean, that wouldn't be logical, would it? The yeah. FEC? I almost think that's what they said. Federal Election Commission looking into it? Yeah, it were they obsessing about ACORN? No, they didn't mention ACORN. Hmm. But maybe they will in the next installment. I'm hoping that this is a series. My my guess is that they're going to, I mean, anyone who engages in any kind of like voter organizing activity is going to be, is going to be um, skewered as like the recoming of, or the rebirth of Acorn, the second coming of Acorn. Yeah, they want Which, to, they want to strafe the remains of yeah. Acorn. <laughs> Which is pretty, I mean. They're strafing the remains of Jeremiah Wright and, and the re- remains of Bill Ayers. The thing they managed to do to Acorn with, I mean, by virtue of the fact that all of their supporters completely folded, <laughs> all of their traditional support, like, completely head, headed for the hills as soon as there was any whiff of trouble. So That's, they kind of left them hanging out there. It's just too amazing to me that they... They are uh, trying to attack him on the basis of being friends with terrorists and and uh, being a friend of Jeremiah Wright and a socialist. <laughs> it's like, where exactly are those socialist policies? Well, I've the, been waiting, well, they're throwing, and I still haven't seen one. They're throwing punches wildly here. I can't wait to take advantage of the socialized medicine. Well, so uh, so what happened after the end of the recording? Then after that, uh, uh, a very nice woman came on oh. and started to uh, talk to me by the wrong name, which I I strangely uh, tried to. Well, I didn't really correct her, but I said that I wasn't that person. But mm-hmm. I was really eager to talk to her anyway, and so we had a nice chat, and uh, it didn't go too well, and she hung up on me. But I, I think you were asking who they supported as opposed to. Yeah, well, I wanted to, to find out if, if anyone they've ever supported for president uh, t- didn't take money from shady sources and uh, and and uh, undiscl- and received undisclosed funding from corporations. Did what, they name anybody that they ever supported? Oh, of course not. No, they were they were just going on about evil Barack Hussein Obama, as if I was a supporter or something. And <laughs> even when I mentioned that I wasn't a supporter of Barack Obama, that uh, it still went on as if I hadn't said anything. 
It's in the script. And then she finally hung up on me, as I said. I started calling her, her the hit piece they played, Propaganda, and that was too much. So tell me about your little phone call experience. Oh, it wasn't very pleasant at all. They called and they asked for Karen. And um, I said, well, um, as I often do, I said, well, she's not available you, right you now. You probably said, Karim is not here. <laughs> Karen is not here. She is preparing my explosive belt. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she was in the room, and I, I I usually run interference for her with like calls that are obviously either fundraising calls or whatever, um, because I could see from the caller ID that it was some it, it looked obviously like a fundraising call. So I picked it up, and they asked for you know they asked, asked if Mrs. Morris was home, and I said, well, she's busy. Um, yeah, I can talk to you and. I, I'm Samuel F. B. Morse, <laughs> the inventor of Morse code and a painter of some repute. I'm Samuel F. B. Morse, the inventor of the water balloon. <laughs> <laughs> They'd of course know exactly what. Let's see if I've been about. thinking. If I I'd know. Been a thinking man. I think of all my best lines after I start hearing the dial tone. Yeah, I was thinking with my glands. Um, the, it was the Faith and Freedom Coalition, and they were asking once again for the lady of the house, uh, a lady of a certain age. A question to ask them is always, what is their their funding? I mean, uh, who is paying the bills for Yeah, who's paying for the call center? Yeah. The Koch brothers. Who's, yeah, so how are the Koch brothers doing? <laughs> <laughs> you should have pretended to be one of the Koch brothers. Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I should have. I, I mean, Just happened to be there. <laughs> I'm visiting my good friend Joe Perry. <laughs> well, Mr. Coke, how are you, sir? I sometimes sneak into the homes of the people we call <laughs> just to make sure that the calls are going all right. It's kind of like Secret Santa or Secret Shoppers or something Se- like that. Secret Cokey. Secret Satan. <laughs> Secret Satan. <laughs> Secret Satan call. That's right. So did they similar. did they hang up on you too? Well, you know what they did? They played a recording of oh, Dick, boy. Dick Morris, <laughs> um, which I thought was interesting for the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Did they get it from like Fox News or, Does or was Dick... it a specially recorded? No, it segment? was it was a specially recorded thing. But does Dick Morris have some kind of affiliation with a religion? That <laughs> I am I, am I, I I never heard of that before. I thought he was just kind of a hyper conservative with no. Like he worships in the halls. In the, <laughs> the halls of medicine. <laughs> he takes lozenges. <laughs> he takes salts. <laughs> Summer salts. <laughs> yes. Well, he, um, you know, he's got such a lovely speaking voice. I'm not surprised yeah. they used it him. Was a, I mean, it was, was a very <laughs> vituperative. <laughs> was everybody else busy? Why the hell? Why aren't they using... It was kind of like... This is Dick Morris. Why aren't they using Sarah Palin? (laughs) No, it was literally something like, This is Dick Morris. When have you ever experienced an administration as disastrous as the Obama administration? (laughs) It was kind of like, well, there was three years ago. I mean, there was that guy that was in office for a little while and started two wars with one hand and cut taxes with the other and then then destroyed a major city and then crashed the economy on his way out the door. (laughs) There was that guy. Well, what the be, hell was his name again? Besides him. <laughs> besides him. Yeah. I mean, and then he went on and on about, you know, 
he's you know I I don't know he he's a Methodist I don't know he's, <laughs> he's a he's a moon man <laughs> his feet are too big he has two children that's the communist number. I think their mistake is they might actually get some sympathy from for Barack Obama. Out of I know. This. It's like, what, what do you mean? You've got me defending him now. It's mm-hmm. like, you changed my mind. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I was going to vote Thanks against him. Thanks a lot, asshole. Now I'm defending him. Well, when the nice lady came back, and it's always a nice lady, I notice. Yeah. Um, and an older <laughs> mine sounded more. I wouldn't go so far as nice. Mine sounded like one of the teachers from our old grade school <laughs> resurrected somehow. <laughs> I know it did sound a bit like that. But um, so she, didn't didn't you tell your nice well, lady? She she came back and and I, I got a little yeah I got a little bit. I, I said, "Wow, Dick Morris is your spokesperson, huh? Huh? That's funny." Last I heard from him, he was sucking someone's toes. Click and paying Aww. them for that. <laughs> no, she didn't hang up on me. I got to give her credit. She didn't hang up on me. Maybe I it said, was her toes. I said, you know, that's what he's famous for. Um, and she she kind of she kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit. And and I I said, you know, I you know, I, you you people are a menace. At one oh, point, because I got kind of pissed oh. off, I said, you people are a menace. Oh dear. And, and she said, nice. well. Yeah, like Dennis the Menace. Yeah, like Dennis the Menace, <laughs> which is a very funny cartoon. Very endearing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Mr. Wilson. Get off my lawn. <laughs> well, I kind of had, you know, Mr. Wilson lady. And then she said, well, she was hanging up, and she said, well, well, God bless you. And I said, well, God damn oh. you. <laughs> oh, that's too far, Joe. You said. You should like have Reverend Wright. You should have all of a sudden yeah. turned into. I should have turned into Reverend Wright. Oh, no! You should have turned into Dick Morris. Yeah, this is Dick Morris. I'm sick and tired of receiving these phone calls. I volunteered to do that recording for you, and you've done nothing but bug me. My wife isn't home. I should have done that because Car- because my wife's last well, name is Well, you know, they Morse. might call again. They might call again because they they were they didn't get the person they were looking for. I know that's their time. They'll try. Again. So you have to pretend to be a woman. Well, you know what call. we were going to do is we were going to set up, and we haven't done this yet, but we we're going we to set up. Record. I felt so terrible. I didn't have her. We were going to set up a a recording device of some kind, and. Corey was going to call them back and say, I'm really sorry that you got my husband. We totally disagree on political matters. And she was going to sort of draw them out a little bit and try to get them to say racist things and a few other things. Which would take about a minute. About three seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Considering the whole recording was racist. Yes, And and then we could... Report the surprising information that they are, in fact, racist. <laughs> That's shocking, isn't it? Oh. No, it couldn't be. What you mean? <laughs> it couldn't be. A homogeneous be. group of <laughs> Then you're not of the body. You couldn't, you couldn't be. be. Oh, dear. Well, this was a very interesting chat, Joe, but look at the time. I look forward to my phone ringing once again. Yes, we'll be sure to have our recording devices handy next time when these fine people call back again. And we'll play it on the podcast. From the conservative majority and... And from the Faith and Freedom Coalition. And they will be featured (sighs) on our podcast. (gasps) I can hardly wait. Love them. Love them. 
Okay, well, that's all we have time for today. You've been listening to This Is Big Green. I want to thank my brother Matt for showing up. I want to thank Marvin for, well, for just not imploding today. Um, or at least not before I got a chance to talk to him. Today's broadcast was brought to you by the American Petroleum Institute. <laughs> my favorite kind of evil. We love you. Tune in again soon. Drop by our website, www.big-green.net. Check out our blog at hammermilldays.com. See you soon.